Good afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, and you never know where you're going to find Susan Littlefield broadcasting from as we are doing today's Final Bell from the Houston Airport, right next to Baggage Claim. I found some electricity, and we are golden and good to go. And markets that, of course, saw some up numbers after that crazy, disappointing trade that we saw on Friday. We actually got to see numbers up a little bit. Now, we look at the rest of the the complex as well. We'll kind of dive into what some of those factors were that moved these markets. But nice to see higher corn, higher beans, and believe it or not, even some green on that wheat. Cattle numbers saw some higher numbers, while the feeder cattle ended up lowering the lean hogs to the lower side. PJ Conrad joins us today. He is with Trados, and um, you won't be here at Commodity Classic, but hopefully uh, next year you'll be able to join us down here. But, hey, if we can keep these grain numbers going like this, this week during Commodity Classic, you and I could be the heroes of everything that's going on. You know, there will be a lot more people smiling going down there at, uh, you know, obviously up eight doesn't fix our problem, but it sure puts a pep in our step for, I mean, just, uh, what, the last probably two months, you were lucky to find a day up two or three. And so up eight feels like up 80, but a lot of work left to do. But it's still, uh, like you said, exciting. And if that's what it takes for the markets to rally, Susan, you can stay in Houston as long as you would like because uh, <laughs> these uh, this is beneficial and, you know, just, I think, if anything, emotionally appeasing. You know, it's... Uh, we, you can talk about a lot of reasons of how we got here and everything going on, A, to bring the market down, and, and then now, you know, whatever, one day up. And I do think just to, something to touch on is the emotional beating you take in this process, right? You, you take, you go back, and you kind of relive uh, going back to last June and the things that led you to being sold or unsold, right? And a lot of history and statistics and everything else would tell you typically we get some post-harvest rally. And here we sit, you know, 60 days later, uh, kind of the start of the year here, and it hasn't happened. And so I think you can you can tell it, and Susan, I'm sure you see it more than I do, of just the amount of, you know, frustration maybe is a good word. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we miss all this forever? And, you know, nothing stays one way forever, and I'm not saying that we're going back to, um, you know, five bucks today or that the bottom's in. You know, we could be down eight tomorrow. But I think keeping your emotions in check in this time frame of saying, okay, I have to make a decision with, you know, whether it's a basis contract you had to do last week or, uh, you know, futures contract you got to deal with this week. All of those things force you into making decisions that maybe you wouldn't make, right? But you don't want to make an emotional decision. There, you know, you want to get some cash out of the deal, but try to revisit. Uh, if you wrote it down to this point, you, in my opinion, it's the time of year you'd want to retain some ownership to at least say, can we catch some sort of retracement? Now, I don't know if that's 450 or 5, but I do think there's a, everyone's targets are obviously lower when you see this type of pullback. So I think on the way up, you know, if you get a 450 cash type value out there, you probably run into a decent slug of farmers selling. And so that's just something to keep in mind uh, um, as we move along here and hopefully see more positive markets. So I want to kind of rewind to what we saw on Friday's trade because it was a gut punch. Um, I was at uh, NCC the Classic, and I had so many guys come by to say, really, did I just look at that right? Did corn finish below $4? And I know that's a, that's a level we don't want to see and hopefully a level we don't go back to. But you talk about the emotion and trying to keep it out of this marketing trade. We've got guys that got grain still in the bin going into this year's spring planning. What is what is kind of the mode of action at this point of other things that you guys are suggesting to your clients? 
Um, okay, so you look at that, and you have today we even went down. March corn went down to three ninety four and a half, kind of early trade there uh, going into midday. Uh, we finally bounced off, and you hope maybe those are some of the scoring, some of the lows. You know, you get it down five, and you close up eight. Uh, you know, the buzzword probably running across a lot of commodity uh, talk shows today will be key. Re- was this a key reversal? Was this a key reversal? Well, we need to see follow through. You know, what do, like you said, what do you do about it? Because you're, uh, I mean, unfortunately, it, and fortunately on one hand, you do have grain in the bin that you have to do something with. Um, you got to kind of look out and think, okay, March, you probably need to move some stuff, and so you're making some decisions from a cash flow reason. Uh, but be, you know, be reasonable with your expectations too. I, I think that's the biggest thing. Just having uh, some conversations uh, with guys, it's like. Well, how much did you have sold, say, pre-hard or during harvest? What'd you sell during harvest? Uh, okay, let's fast forward to now, and, you, and your sale that maybe you made—that's say Friday at four dollars uh, cash. Well, depending on your percentages, what's that do to your total crop average? Uh, then you move forward and say, well, my next increment—you know—if it's at four fifty cash, what's that do to my total farm average? And the biggest thing I think with all that is just having good expectations but not uh, pushing yourself down the line where you wake up in late June and you're in the same situation. Whether prices, they could be higher or you have to put yourself in the mindset they could be lower too or basis could be 30 cents wider. Um, And those are all conversations you need to have with yourself or someone to say, well, where am I going to be? After going through this, the motion of the down is real. You also got to remember the emotion back up is going to be equally as strong of thinking, well, this corn was worth five or whatever the number is. Don't get greedy either on the way up. Uh, you do have another crop you're going to put in the ground and don't let your 23 marketing and completion of marketing this 23 crop distort your 24 thought processes too. And you're, if you're sitting on a decent chunk in the bin, you're going to have to be a seller of, 23 crop here in March. If you can move some in April, May, that should be a great basis opportunity there. But you should also be making some 24 decisions uh, because there's a lot of seasonality after, you know, July 10th, 15th, and we're going to fall off. And so consistently putting yourself, you know, one month ahead or two months ahead mentally of a price action can keep you out of, you know, maybe where you sit today. And I think this pullback uh, has taken everybody by somewhat of a surprise. All right, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we get ready for the second half of today's Channel Final Bell as we get ready to kick off Commodity Classic here in Houston. More is coming up. It's a Channel Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. A Best of Both Worlds product portfolio is one of the aspects to look forward to from the new channel brand in 2025. Here's Matt McGuire, new channel dealer from Wisner, Nebraska. With bringing in Fontenelle and Channel together, I think that our portfolios will also be second to none, especially on the, the corn side. It'll fill holes for both companies that customers may have seen there before, and I think it's just going to uh, make us really rock solid on the corn side. For more, contact your local Channel Seed Pro in Nebraska, Kansas, and Colorado. KRVN. Welcome back to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. I'm talking to you from Houston, Texas. Actually, the airport at this point, uh, first half of, of the corn perspective. Let's look at soybeans. Um, kind of give us your takeaway of what we saw for soybeans on a Monday with all those influences we have coming in from South America when it's talking about what their yield numbers are looking like at this point and, and whether there. And I know it's mid, oh, now it's late February now, PJ, and guys are like, hey, I'm ready to get in the field. 
Yeah, most definitely. I mean, bean action maybe wasn't, I guess we're finished 10 cents off the lows on the March contract. Um, you know, maybe not as exciting when you see corn up eight. Corn did have some really strong export numbers, uh, export inspections, like 48 million. And so that's always a positive where beans are more just in the middle of the range. So I don't know if that's why they didn't get as excited, but it did seem, uh, and I can't remember where I read this, but it sounds like maybe South American or CONAP's uh, walking back from their yield still. And so at what point uh, does USDA walk some of that back? I mean, that's kind of the everlasting question is how, how big was that crop down there? And it seems like you can't uh, get a handle on it at all versus you question our crop numbers, but down there seems like even more of an elusive number to come up with. But you do wonder or think there's probably some good probabilities we see a decrease in production down there on a balance sheet moving forward. To what degree will obviously be the mover? Um, I will say the, the good and bad part about beans is they took $2 off, uh, but they can also add $2 back in a pretty quick hurry if there is an issue somewhere, and that would be the kind of driving factor. Is it going to be a South American thing? And you know, everyone said, you know, funds are so short, they have to, you know, and commercials are long, this thing has to rally. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to rally, right? Uh, the market can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. So that's the whole deal. But you also got to look on the flip side, and, you know, fundamentals are what they are. Uh, they're obvious after the fact. They're trying to pick out maybe some points instead of pointing to all the bearish things moving forward because those seem to be easy to find. You know, could we have some problems with the safrina crop? Uh, in just South America and the second crop in general, could that yield drop back from their first crop on soybeans? You know, some of those actors can pump, you know, fundamental actions can get things excited for the funds again and kind of work us back higher. Uh, you know, could we be $2 higher in a month and a half? I mean, there's a lot of uh, statistics out there that would tell you uh, we'll be back towards harvest type prices by April 1st, but uh, that seems like a long call today, and I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put your money on it. But just the sector in general looks like it wants to finally maybe get off a point of weakness. I mean, uh, you know, you look at technicals, and there's a lot of different ways to read them, and everything else, and everyone's chart has a different uh, line on it that tells you some number. But at the end of the day, we've been at you know what they would call weakness now for about three and a half months, which uh, is the first time in about 20 years we've done that. Now, again, that doesn't mean we have to rally or even go into strength. It might not be the rally you're looking for, but it would be an indication of a time you can make uh, additional sales or at least look to see what's happening. I hate to say it, but you might get some acre battle coming up. I mean, beans are low enough that I think we're still at two and a half uh, to one corn or beans to corn. That probably doesn't argue a big acre shift. But if corn gets excited, beans are going to have to get excited and uh, – Again, the South, like you said, the South American yield number, if that can keep dropping, would be kind of the catalyst for beans to take back off. So let's look at the flip side of that, and we and we look at the happenings going on within the, the livestock sector. How did they absorb all that's happening in this grain complex? And, and we touched on it a little bit last week during the program, but is this a time that we should really be doing some extra marketing and purchasing of grains for going into spring and summer? I think so. I mean, obviously, everyone's numbers look different, right? But to a certain degree, you got to say at some point, I'm willing to own the corn. And this would be when you're staring at, you know, five years lows, but you could, you know, make that argument that you were staring at those uh, for the last 40 cents. But you want to keep booking those needs out, right? And if it, it makes sense for what you have doing, I definitely am a proponent of saying, let's get these locked in because we are at some low numbers and we're coming in. 
I can't reiterate enough, we're coming at a time of year that we're going to get some market action to the positive. Now, we don't know what number that's coming from or where that's going to, but our abilities to have volatility in the market to the up are statistically higher for the next, you know, what, four months, roughly, 120 days. And so if you're a cattle guy, you got to be looked probably to be a, a buyer of corn anyways. You've got some great fat cattle numbers. On the flip side of that, you got some expensive feeders out there to buy too. So it's tough to make all that work. But if you can lock down this component, then it maybe takes out some of your other moving, uh, you know, numbers within your operation, so you can focus on a different one to try to value add things. All right, what's the best way folks can get a hold of you? Yeah, you can call us at or call me at four zero two eight five eight seven five two nine. You can find us on any social media platform at Tradeoffs LLC. And you will not find us, though, at the Commodity Classic, Susan. So maybe next year you can find us there and I can hang out with you at the baggage claim. But maybe we could, we could probably find a bar that would be a little bit better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> of course, we encourage folks to come on out to Commodity Classic. That's where they're headed. And just a quick reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss, not suitable to all investors. That's today's channel final bell on the road right here on the Rural Radio Network.